and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 44. I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... Alright guys, it is April 23rd, 2020. We are almost out of April, I guess, technically. We're, yeah, we're over halfway there. I had to think about that, I don't know why. Uh, but we're about a week left, I think, in the month, and then it's on to May, and May quarantine time, which... I'm pretty sure may or may not end at a certain point next month. I think it's been talk of like, what has it been like? Uh, they'll do phases of like specific types of workers that can go back to work, but not all types. They'll be like, okay, these types of less essential people can come in and then this like type of people can go in and then eventually it's like not even restaurants yet either. Uh, they said like they're, I think like a fourth stage or something of people, but it all depends on like six different, um, six different requirements need to be met before any of this can even start. Or if like they could start doing it, things seem like they're going back on the negative again. Then they just go back to square one or something like that. Yeah, it all depends on how careful everyone is about it. Like, if enough people wear masks whenever they go outside and if only the like absolutely most important things are taken care of first then hopefully this will all like go back to relatively normal soon but yeah i think they said like for a while though there won't be um like restaurants will be a lot different everywhere will be a yeah. lot different like there'll still be like people uh, servers will wear masks and stuff. Yeah, that's um, that's what I was. I'm thinking. sure there'll be less populated yeah. restaurants. Like I they'll, remember, they'll force like limited capacity for theaters. I'm sure. Yeah, I remember hearing about the restaurants thing where like servers might have to wear face masks and like you might have your temperature taken at the door, or whatever, to make sure you don't have a fever, which would be interesting. Yeah. What if you're just running really fast while or the cops yeah, are facing you? Yeah, that's going like, to be a weird thing. It's like some people do run like, a little bit hotter food. than others. Although I imagine if you run naturally over 100 degrees, that'd be bad. As, yeah, that'd be weird if you like that all like, the time. I, there are people that run like a, de- like a degree hot or cold depending on your meta- like personal metabolism. But like, yeah, it, it would be like you if you had this infection, it would be noticeably high. Higher than normal, I would imagine. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a biochemist. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> You're not a doctor. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's quarantine for you. But otherwise, how are we doing? James, how are you doing? I've been better. <laughs> like, I don't want to get into the specifics of it, because it's kind of, like, gross. But I'm... I kind of ran into some weird health problems this last week. And may or may not need surgery next week. Hopefully not. We'll see. At least it's not coronavirus, I guess. It sounds fun. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the bright uh... side. But it's just like, the most annoying thing is it's just a really unfortunate time to get a health problem, like, other than coronavirus. Because literally, like, all my doctors that I contacted, I was like, I'm having this weird problem. Like, should I worry about it? And they're like... Oh, no, it's probably this thing. It's it's not a problem. Like, we, you shouldn't have to come see someone or whatever. But without a doctor actually physically seeing you, it's kind of like, how do you know, though? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a weird yeah. problem. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, that's all, that's all you need yeah. to get into it for. That's fine. They don't, they'll, <laughs> they don't need to know. 
don't, don't uh, cry for me. I can't cry for myself anymore. My God. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm on the, I guess, uh, brighter side, maybe? I don't know. Um, I got a fun, <laughs> funny thing. Uh, I got my check and everything before uh, for the, st- the stimulus money. Oh, and yeah? then uh, I got... I think it- yeah, I it's got about that. a week before I noticed. Like, I literally didn't notice I got mine until just right before we recorded. Yeah, some other people started talking about it, and then I saw it, like, I think another day after I checked previously, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I got, like, my regular paycheck, and I was like, cool, I'm going to throw, like, 60% of each into my savings because I can afford to now. Like, my cards yeah. are paid off. I don't go out to buy anything anymore or anything, so it's, like, been easier. And I somehow managed to not put it in there but i somehow put it on my platinum card oh as if i was paying off my platinum card no and i just have a random negative balance oh no you didn't like fourteen hundred dollars yeah no so it's just like a negative balance on there as if like yeah it's 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 like they owe me money and i was like i didn't even know that was so i had to like called yeah i called customer service today though and it it didn't take too long because it was like oh there may be delays due to corona and shit in terms of people answering but they answered and problem solved, so I'm all good. So I was like, "Oh, thank God, cool," because I need to build up that money so I can move again. Yeah. You know? uh, so that was a fun thing. Uh, I'm actually, dude. I, I got to, I did some more extreme exercising this week. Oh yeah. Because I've been on and off, like I haven't been consistent whatsoever, uh, especially because I was like, "Oh, I might be able to do it." Like, I feel like my working at home remote work for Microsoft won't be that bad. I probably can do it in between or something. And then, and then I was like, oh, this is a lot. Never mind. I can't. Yeah, like, if, I don't know if it's your experience as well, but like literally everyone in my class that like, because every professor is just like starts every video call. I was like, so how's everyone doing? Like every time I'm like, I am having a hard time paying attention to like anything nowadays. Like so many people respond that they're doing the same thing. Like, it's just like hard for everyone to stay on track and like focus yeah. on it, what you want to do. And it's funny too, because yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll, I won't get into specifics, but like I'll be at work uh, in my room yeah. and I will be doing some work and I'm like thinking I'll probably get this amount of stuff done and I only get like a smaller amount. And I'm honestly like, I'm baffled with myself because I'm like, I don't understand either. It's honestly like you get a lot of calls and stuff like that rotating to certain things. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I I just don't know. I, it, it's, it's weird because time flies by more. I, or I, I don't know if it's like in terms of just speed, but it, it just like, oh, I didn't expect that like all this stuff would take me this long. And it's not like I'm like, I'm not, like, playing games while working or anything. I'm not, like, jumping on my PlayStation and, like, getting this stuff done. Otherwise, I'd be, my quota would be filling up a lot faster because, honestly, I'm starting to slow down a bit, which is kind of annoying me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, I'm working, like, 38 hours for a week right now for my work. And, um, yeah, like, it, it just, I, there's a lot I still have to do. Like, there's a bunch of things I can still be doing. So it's, it's like, I, I'm not running out of remote work at all whatsoever at this point not to mention like i don't run out of anything ever to do currently so i'm never bored i'm always doing something always doing something yeah but uh like i said working out um inconsistent so my trainer that i had right before all this i I was doing physical training Uh, i had like a 10-week thing going on and i was on the third week before all this stuff happened 
And so uh, she messaged me and she was like, hey, I'm doing um, virtual workouts via FaceTime. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I, uh, I signed up for it. And I'm doing uh, like an hour a night after work, uh, Monday through Wednesday. And it's like a, a full uh, an upper body workout. Or no, it's a lower body workout than a full body workout, which is more like cardio oriented. And then a upper body workout. And dude, because I haven't been doing much, but also some of these were like some workouts I've never done before. Holy shit. I was like, it was like back to square one again of like getting that like breaking in feeling. And you're just like, oh, everything is pain. It hurts. It hurts so good. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> even like when I started doing home workouts like a couple weeks ago, just to like get some exercise, I was just like, oh, I'll do push ups. I bench like. A fuck ton of weight. Well, not a fuck ton of weight. I, I bench a decent amount of weight at, at like, the gym. But it has been a while. Uh, dude, I, like... I mean, I I think I got up to, like, 15 push-ups. And I was just like, I could do more, but this fucking sucks. Like, way more than I thought it would. <laughs> I just did, yeah, like, a bunch of sets instead. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, because I... I, I wasn't sure exactly, like, what I was going to be doing if I, before, like, when all this started, I'm like, oh, I'll figure out my own little indoor routine, and I had a whole outdoor thing planned, and I never ended up doing it, and so this really does help, because now at least, if I'm not doing much else, I'm like, at least three days a week, I'm doing some form of exercise like this, which is actually pretty intense, to be honest, but um, my hope is to still, like, get two more days in sometime, like, maybe... Uh, this is like Monday through Wednesday, so if I could do like a, I don't know, Friday, Saturday or something, like kind of like on its own, a little bit away from it, where I at least go and, um, I don't know, go for a run or something, that'd be cool. Because I honestly, since I, I rarely go outside anymore, even just like to be outside, I started doing these workouts, I'm trying to do them outside, and it feels so nice. I'm like, holy shit, air, I forgot what this is like. Uh, it's really cool. But dude, my hair... Holy shit. My hair has gotten so long now. Like, I, try, I keep it, I brush it every morning still because, like, otherwise it turns into its own monster. And, uh, even now, actually, when, when I brush it, by the end of the day, it, it does its own, like, when I brush it, it's all, like, straight back. You'll see it naturally do its own curling throughout the day. Like, you just see the transformation if you just watch closely. Uh, I know exactly until, like, how you feel. <laughs> Right? So, uh, something happened when I was working out uh, on Tuesday for the first time in my life. This has never happened before. My hair was so long, it got in my face, and I didn't know what to do. I, I was doing high knees, you know, like when uh, you're yeah. bringing your legs up and down, and all of a sudden, the front of my hair just goes into my eye, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm not used to that. Like, my hair is never that long, or if it is... My hair is like a Jufra, so it like kind of curls up and it just goes upwards. But the sweat was. It doesn't down. go down. But it's starting to weigh. It doesn't feel heavy, but it's. I think it's starting to weigh so much now that it's actually coming down on its own. Mm. So it doesn't go up anymore, and it's actually like going just like it's still like it's not like so there's I'm not like. It's like those white dudes where, like, they got actual long yeah, no, hair and they can have it go down to their shoulders. Like... Yeah, no, it's nothing like that. It's, like, a different thing that I, I I can't do the other one. Like, this one's more like, I don't know, what happens when you throw a Middle Eastern Mexican Jewish guy in a Petri dish and you just turn it in the hair and see what happens and it just turns into this. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just interesting to the point now where uh, most likely when I start working out, I'm going to have to... 
I'm glad I bought these uh, sweatbands for my head. Uh, yeah. So I can start wearing those at least. Either, either like, sweatband or like a bandana would work. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, this is great. I never thought this would happen. I'm not used to this. And the funniest thing is everyone I've talked to, everyone, like, um, uh, people that I, I had made like an Instagram story. So everyone that saw it and people, uh, my coworkers, when we're on like a video chat or, or a video call, they all are like, I love the hair you have right now. Keep it. And I'm just like, fuck. It's so long though. <laughs> so I guess when I do go back to a barber shop one day, and then I'll be like, well, first I'll be like, dude, massage my shoulders. Just put your hands on my shoulders. It's been so long. I'll be like, what? I'll be like, nothing. Just a haircut, you know? Um, but uh, I'll probably just be like, I guess cut like the sides because my sideburns are just kind of massive now. So if anything, those are like the main things I just probably keep. Uh, that and like the hair above my ears because I hate it when my hair gets into my ears. That's annoying. Uh, I, guess, I guess I'd just cut those areas mainly and just kind of trim things and that's about it, but. I'll, I'll see how this long game is played, because I'm not used to it. Uh, I've done long hair before, but not to this level, I guess. Yeah. But alright, that's enough about uh, hair and surgeries and working out and barbers touching your shoulders all, all slow-like. Speaking of barbers, yeah, scores. did you know that they used Quarantine. to be like on par with surgeons in like the early modern era? <laughs> Well, yeah, Barber's strength was not measured by the size of his scissors, but instead the size of his mustache. Okay, doke. Nah, it's just like a, you know, there's barbershop my... quartet people. Oh, I wasn't thinking of that. I was just like in, yeah. in one of my classes, uh, I, like I take something fun to, like to study every quarter or whatever, or try to find something interesting and different to learn. And uh, for like one class, it's all about like how religions, science, and magic are all like related or whatever or at least how they've been yeah. how they have related to each other over the years it's just like fascinating to me that in one thing i was reading it was talking about how like yeah so like back in the day there was not much distinction between like a doctor and like a like pharmacist no, no it wasn't a pharmacist it was a um apothecary Old time, old style pharmacist. Oh yeah, the guys with the uh, apothecary yeah. masks, the bird mask, and, and shit. like, apparently for a long time, surgeons were like below apothecaries at, in terms of like the medical field. Like they were, they were literally part of the barbers call, uh, like guild. Like that's what they used to be, surgeons. Did you learn this in class? Yeah, like literally, like that. That was. It, there was a time where surgeons were only expected to know, like, not how to be, like, a good doctor or how to pr tr treat patients or anything. All they were, like, trained to do is just, like, cut shit off of people. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Shit. Cool times. Yeah. <laughs> England in the uh, Middle Ages and early modern period, uh, not so great. <laughs> yeah. They also didn't know what a dentist was either, but, that, you know, that's that's... That's neither here nor yeah, no, there. No, that was also under the purview of uh, barbers. They. <laughs> this is getting way off topic. Oh, but, but like, you know how barber uh, like signs have that like spitting white and red, uh, whatever you call it, the spiral thing. Yeah. Okay, so the white was supposed to indicate like teeth, and the red was supposed to be blood, <laughs> because they like barbers were supposed to be able to like give you a shave cut your hair, 
remove a tooth if you needed. <laughs> oh, and then drain your body of le- use leeches to drain yeah, your body. Yeah, like basically a barber was whoever who you went to. They had the sharp things to cut things, I guess, from hair to like teeth and fingers. I don't know. That's interesting. All right. Tip your barber well. The more you know, yeah. I guess. Dang. Okay, guys, so we got some news. Uh, today we're going to go through some news pretty, I'd say, fairly quickly. Uh, and then we're going to skim over. Uh, we had our third Twitter watch along, uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, with uh, Mike Doherty. Uh, was, um, he was doing like his full commentary, which d- this man... Tweeted much more than the two previous directors of Kong and Godzilla 2014. He he like did more than both of them combined because I'm st- I'm not even done catching up on all the behind the scenes stuff he's posted. Uh, it, it's actually too much, and I'm I'm like this is taking so long to the point where I was like you know it's not even gonna make it in time for the recording. This is we're just gonna have to skip over it. It's fine. Uh, there, there's a couple cool like I think. Because, you, you know, it's throughout the movie, so I'm, like, at that point where I think um, they're at the Godzilla revival, so it's mm-hmm. at the under, under, underground utopia or, like, Atlantis City type place. Yeah. So, I, mean, he, he I think there's still, like, that a good... That might be Seatopia, which would be insane. He, see, he gave different names, and I was, I cracked up because I was like, fucking Seatopia, Megalon, <laughs> come back to us, Megalon, uh, quick everyone, dance to summon Megalon to say fuck you to the surface people. I fucking love that movie. Oh my god, that movie is so good. You know who's in that movie, Jet James? Jaguar. Jeff fucking Jaguar. Oh my god, so, that's, dude, I, after showing that to my friends from school, one of my friends, that's like, Jet Jaguar became his favorite character, like. Everyone knew like mine was Godzilla, and then each one, each of my friends, they they got to choose, or I chose for them, and I was like, "You're blah blah." To a point where, actually, dude, I told my, <laughs> I told my ex girlfriend she was Titanosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we were going out too. I think it was either that or before we were going out. One of the two. But it was, uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're gonna talk about Westworld season three's. Uh, episodes four five and six so the last three episodes they've had which i didn't realize i thought it was gonna be like a 10 episode season i didn't know it was an eight episode season oh, so there's wow. only two episodes okay. left yeah i wonder if i was like, like fuck everything's fast. yeah right uh not like, not like they just, either they, it's just like a lot of cool shits happening and they just renewed it for season four oh, really i thought oh yes interesting yeah uh, and then uh if we have more time uh we'll get to stuff we've watched and played that we've been just building up because we haven't gotten to it so it's just becoming a fat pile of stuff we can talk about for ages now a lot of mini reviews uh yeah really all right so we'll just get down the line so we got uh, a few pieces of corona related like you know delays and other things uh one gaming piece and a few movie stuff a few movie tv show things but first off so the artemis foul uh, movie that was supposed to come to theaters and they said it was going to come to Disney Plus now. It's been slated for June 12th. It will be its release date on Disney Plus. Uh, there was another convention that was canceled. This is actually the Big Kahuna San Diego Comic Con, uh, which I went to last year for its 50th anniversary. Uh, for its 51st, it's now been canceled and will return instead for its 51st will be 
uh, July 22nd to 25th, 2021. Uh, this is going to be real, like a weird side, but like I was wondering nowadays, because everyone's got to wear a mask in public, like if you were going to go to a con in the future as like something cosplay, like what, what could you wear that has a mask? Fucking Hellgast, man. Go to go to oh, a con in the Hellgas with like full on mask and everything and a, 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 like breathalyzer and everything. How cool would that be? I did not even I even think about that. Get ready for the I'm a sad star. Oh god! <laughs> Why oh, am I Oh god, it's happening, guys. <laughs> no, but for Hellgas. <laughs> dude oh god guys play fucking killzone those games were like um those were i got my problems with the games. first one but i just like the aesthetic of that series the first one's aesthetic too is just so it's just so yeah fun. no my only problem and for a ps2 game the amount of for now it you know it aged well, my, but back in literally the day, my only it problem with great. it is the checkpoint system I hate the checkpoint system. If you die at a certain point, you're just like that's the fucked. thing. It's like I I have you're so fu- much fun fucked. playing that game until I like get killed by a random guy and it's like oh back to the beginning of the level that was like 20 minutes gone. I'm just like but what? <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It, you know what's cool too? Um, it actually had, if I remember reading it correctly, at the time it was one of the more advanced AI games, like with AI in it. Um, so much so like I remember reading an old uh. This is very much a long time ago. This game pro, and they went FPS wars, and they were measuring the different like everything from story, art, gameplay, mechanics, everything between Killzone, Halo Two, and Metroid Prime Two. I want to say, and Killzone got the short end of the stick. But the one thing they said it highly excelled in was actually the AI MP, like AI enemies, like the way they're strategically would be moving and like combating. Compared to like, I oh, guess yeah. like the no, Covenant they, like and the Hellgast, re- whatever you fight in Metroid, they definitely tried to like, what's the word, like flank you and shit. Like you had to. Oh yeah. Out. Remember, um, I never played the because I didn't have multiplayer back during that. Time. I didn't get multiplayer until PS3, but PS2, like I, they had offline, just like you fight oh, bots. Yeah. That kept me entertained for ages because you'd have like is it'd be like basically a match so you have bots on your side and you're fighting an entire side of bots and what i would do is i'd always love getting a machine gun and act like i was at a cool like nest area and just mow them down as they came it was oh my god it was that was that was the shit back in the day i also remember really liking the weapons of hellgan or or of like uh killzone i don't know why i called it hellgan yeah because they also their weapons had a much heavier sound to them that's what it uh, was they back felt in the day like too. the yeah. hellgas assault rifle slash shotgun thing yeah that shit was great that was um, uh, like the sh- it had a shotgun attachment like their weapons had a, the their their assault rifle it wasn't as uh, the whole thing was there the hellgas assault rifle wasn't as accurate but it had more it had, like an, it had a barrel shotgun Instead of a grenade launcher. And it had a it had more damage. Uh, yeah. It was like more heavier slugs compared and then yeah, shotgun. Whereas the ISA had a uh it was more accurate, but the bolts were lighter and it had a grenade launcher yeah. uh, attachment. That's what it was. How the fuck do I remember that? I, just, I love that game so much. It was just so good. And then two and three were amazing too. Shadowfall was a little bit different. It was it was a much different game. Uh but it was also cool in its own I way. Liked, just not as much. I liked I seeing say, how in in uh, 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 what was it called? The last Shadowfall. 
Shadowfall was the yeah, fourth one. Like, yeah, I just there's also Mercenaries and Liberation for PSP. I just like seeing the whole like, okay, so the Helgen Empire fell, but like the ISA wasn't dicks about it, and they let them kind of stay on part of an ISA planet, and there was a huge like wall dividing the two cultures. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's um, I thought I, uh, each one stands as a piece of world history if you think about it so uh kill zone one is the bl- the blitzkrieg that makes sense the nazi yeah. blitzkrieg of europe kill zone two is like operation market garden where it's the like the craziest like allied assault with airborne assault and it ends in failure and kill zone three is almost it feels like battle of the bulge where you're like surrounded in enemy territory and you're kind of fucked up and then shadow falls cold war berlin wall that, that makes a lot of sense yeah I could be completely wrong in all of those, but that's what I've always gotten from those uh, different games. Each one is like, especially from being from a Dutch studio, uh, where it's very mm. European heavy uh, from there, which is hence like you have Nazi type enemies. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and that kind of thing, yeah. And like, like I said, I just this is just me growing up, kind of thinking about it on my own. I always just thought about that, but yeah, that's it. yeah. You, so you should do that at a convention. <laughs> I've i was like you know we're gonna go through the news fast we'll get through all this stuff and we'll have time and then it's just like there's gonna be oh there will always be something that just gets you you had to you had to press the kill zone button james thank you so I much i didn't think that it would launch like a whole combo but oh well fucking gem gem of an fps i swear all right next next step so that was comic-con guys uh so this is a little bit uh i guess if you've been missing the comics uh, DC will return to shipping comics to stores on uh, April 28th, uh, so that's actually this coming Wednesday. So here's the thing, though, about that. Remember when I said before that I was like, there might be a giant influx when they start bringing comics yeah, back? Yeah, you raised a lot of questions like that, and also like, well, what if no one's going to the stores? Like, who's going to buy physical comics from stores that aren't open? Like, I was, yeah. I was really confused that they're like starting to ship stuff now. Yeah, so, because uh, what I was expecting was they would wait and wait until, like, every majority of everything was back, so that would have the majority of people back to buy and feel comfortable to go in and buy. For two things. One, comfortable and safe to go in. Two, financially able to go yeah. in. Yeah. As well. So those would be the two things I was thinking of, uh, to which uh, this is sooner than I expected, but... It's a very... So, when I say they're back 28th, DC's only bringing out five books. Interesting. Okay. And they're not even first prints for some of them. So, Batman 89, that's been out already. That's a third printing. And then a second printing of Nightwing 70 are among them. Uh, there's three others. Uh, Ma- uh, Batman Giant number four. I actually don't know what that is. Uh, the Dreaming, which I think is a Sandman book. And uh, Daphne Byrne, which is like a cool horror book they're doing for like a horror m- miniseries line right now. Um, but yeah, it's just like five there and you get a little bit more. There's like, uh, seven titles in May 5th and then like May 12th, you have five titles and that's when it starts getting back into it. But it looks like instead of doing a bulk amount, they're going to just kind of, they're, they pushed everything back. And I think other studios did that or other publishers are doing that too. But also like, um, one big event that's supposed to be coming was, uh, death metal. Dark Knight's Death Metal, which is a new Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo book. So remember Dark Knight's Metal? Yeah, I was going to ask, is it related to the Metal storyline? 
Uh, Snyder and Capullo basically said, like, uh, Metal was their last Batman story, or, like, big thing with Batman and stuff, uh, or, like, Last Night was. Metal was, like, a cool, like, everything led up to this, and then they went, actually, it's led up to Justice League, and then they went, actually, this is, they, they ended everything, and they went, Death Metal's the encore. Huh, okay. Because Metal, they went up crazy with a bunch of shit. They were like, hey, we even have dinosaurs and lasers, which they did briefly for, like, one issue. Interesting. This one has a T-Rex Batman. When I say that, I mean it's like a T-Rex with a bat symbol on its face. <laughs> and it, they just said, fuck it. <laughs> and are going all out to the point where Superman has this crazy, like, stone arm thing. I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. Wonder Woman has the chainsaw of truth. What? And Batman has a motorcycle and a Grim Reaper scythe and a cool biker jacket. And his motorcycle has a skull on it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's happening. It's basically, it's a culmination of this shit spent that, that, that they, he had a, basically like a 40 issue run of Justice League. Where it was like, uh, he literally brought back like the Legion of Doom. And Lex, he turned Lex Luthor into Apex Lex, which is a alien hybrid Lex Luthor that was transformed by a being called Perpetua who created the universe. Uh, and she's, remember the monitor and the anti-monitor yeah. and stuff? So she's like the mother of them. Oh, interesting. And there are three brothers, and there's a third brother called the Forger who is in metal. And it's this whole thing, basically. Uh, it was, it, honestly, it's really cool. It's not a very, like, intricate, really, cr- like, um, Eisner award-winning story like the original, like, his fir- their first run of Batman was. When they did, like, the Court of Owls and Death of the Family and stuff like that. Uh, this is them going, we did, like, that kind of serious stuff. This is kind of not serious, really. It's just them going, let's have a bunch of fun and just go crazy. And more emphasis on the crazy. And then even more on the fun, because it's crazy. Because it's just fucking insane. But it's really fun. And it, it's just, like, you're not reading it going, I want an intricate story. You're reading it going, I want to have a good time. Huh. All right. So, that, yeah. I just, so that I just was, wonder how the Chainsaw Truth would work. It's like I get I get a lasso you can wrap around someone. What is she gonna like cut someone's limb off and be like, tell me the truth before you bleed out? Hey man, I'm not a writer. I don't know these things. I mean, it's badass for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. So speaking of Batman though, uh, that was the kind of cool news, I guess. But the Batman movie has been delayed uh, about like four months. I want to say so. It's just to come out next year, June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. It's been delayed to October 1st, 2021. I I wonder how much work they actually got done already. Because, like, that, they just started, They said, like... I thought. I think he said he was already... Uh, they were a good amount oh, really? in. And they're actually working on post-production right oh. now. Uh, they're not done with it. But, like, the stuff they did get done. They're, like... I think he said he already filmed, like, half oh, wow. of it. wow. That that's way farther along than I thought. I'm not even sure. But, basically, they said for what they have filmed, they've been doing post-production to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, next up is uh, Venom. Uh, It's got a title now, at least, so that's the good news, I think. The title is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And, uh... I don't know. It's just such an odd title for me. I mean, it makes sense, because it was literally the last line of the fucking teaser in the last movie. But it's just such an an on-the-nose thing that I, I was like, there's... No way that they're actually going to call the next movie. I didn't even think of that. 
They got to they got to save uh, maximum and minimum carnage, you know? They just got to Dude, we'll I can see for... them doing that at some point. Right? <laughs> uh I mean, yes, they're 90s Spider-Man characters. That's a very interesting time for everyone. Things um, like I love Venom. I I love the like all the symbiote stuff. I think is actually really cool. Like yeah, I mean Venom's like your favorite character, right? Venom's pretty much my favorite Marvel character. Like it kind of fluctuates back and forth, but like he's been probably he and Spider Man <laughs> are my two top favorite Marvel characters for sure. And like I don't know, I I like Carnage too because it's like what if you had a Venom symbiote, but it was attached to a literal like psychopathic serial killer and it's just like he kills everyone it's like what if you get uh, give the joker the ability i mean granted cletus cassidy is not the joker in any stretch of the imagination in terms of like creativity or interest or interesting yeah isn't he just a serial killer he's just a serial killer but it's like what if you give someone as like unstable as the joker the ability to make knives out of his hands like shit would go crazy (laughs) i mean uh it's like uh when they did the Batman versus Alien crossover, the alien, the the facehugger gets Joker. So then you get a Jokerized Xenomorph. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's, huh. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so that, it, it, so we got the title. And we also got it delayed. So, but this is a little bit bigger. So or it's about the same, but it's still like a year difference kind of. It was supposed to be this October, October 2nd, and now it's been delayed to June 25th, 2021. So, it's kind of funny. It feels like the Batman shift pushed Venom back. Actually, you know what? Actually, that makes sense, because Batman went from June of... Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense, because... Or maybe it was vice versa... Oh shit, what if it was Vice... Maybe they talked to each other. I feel like maybe <laughs> WB and Sony talked to each other because Batman was originally June 25th, but now Venom's June 25th. Or, actually, you know what? This makes more sense. So Batman probably got pushed back because they Warner Brothers just said, you know, this is easier. And now with everything going on with Marvel and Disney and all their delays, and Sony's probably like, well shit, we have this still, it's a Marvel property technically. Uh, where are we going to put that and everything else? And they maybe don't want it to compete with another Marvel movie or Disney movie or whatever. So then they move this to now the slot that Batman had because then that, that frees up a little bit of stuff and there's more breathing room for it. I could be wrong and I don't feel like researching to see what we said previously like when we went through all those Disney delays all over the place. But that's my that's my uneducated guess. I would say. Just a heads up, I'm noticing a little bit of popping in your audio now. Oh, how bad is it? It's not, like, horribly bad. It took me a while to realize, like, yeah, it's actually happening, but it is happening now. Alright. But it's not, like, unbearable. It's, like, every, like, one every minute or so at this point, so it's not... Only a minute? Maybe a little bit faster, but it's, it's, like, it's not that bad. Okay, should, do you think I should stop it? I, I say let's get, uh, keep going for a bit, I guess. Okay, alright, fine. Sorry guys, if, if you guys hear popping, James said it's cool, he said fuck you, so. It's like, not that bad, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, oh well. Yeah. I'm trying to be Screw honest. It. You know, 
We try. We try our best, and you know, it's it's. You can't. I, you know, I get lazy sometimes, or I just I don't want to do that much. I got paid for this, guys. I got, I pay for this. I pay for it, man. That's very true. So you could listen. All right. That's how you uh, know we do one. it like from the heart. We do it for you, man. But yeah. So last up, uh, Scoob. Uh, that Scooby Doo movie. I can't. I can't say Scoob. It's just like Scoob likes man. I guess like. I guess that sounds. But if it, I, it only works if you're saying like in a Shaggy style. Otherwise, saying Scoob by itself, it just doesn't work. That's very true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Scoob. Like man. I can't. Oh man. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think. Do other to the other people in the mystery team ever call him Scoob or is it just like Scooby? I'm trying to think. Like Velma usually calls him Scooby. This is gonna. This is what keeps you up at night, James. It's, is, it really is gonna. Yeah, it's gonna keep you up at night. Uh, but it's uh, so it was supposed to come out into theaters, remember? And then they said it's delayed, and they never give a release date. So cancel that. We're not gonna put it out in theaters anymore. It's gonna be video on demand on uh, May fifteenth. So we're gonna get it in about three weeks, and you can just buy it digitally for twenty bucks. Um, yeah. Honestly, the animation looks pretty enjoyable, so I'd say to give it a try. Unless reviews come out, it says it's not good, but it looked uh, it looked very homely because they kind of just they look like it has it looks like a, it's a fun little time with an origin story of them when they're young, yeah. And then there's like cool superhero space stuff or something. I don't really know. I don't honest, know. It kind of struck me as like I don't want to criticize anyone's work before it's even out, but like you know, I I am a fan of Scooby Doo and the Mystery Team, but like. I don't know. This kind of felt like a home, like re- like a home video release to me. I don't know. Yeah, I get I get what you mean with that. I mean, also like, did what should have been a movie theater theatrical, like more so than the live action movies and shit. What they should have had in theaters, James. I think you'll agree with me wholeheartedly on this. Was those those string of like late nineties, early two thousand ones, Scooby Doo. Uh, Chris, it was it Zombie Island. Uh, the the animated movies. Oh, all, yes, yeah. Z- Zombie the, Island. The ones. Yeah, Zombie Island and Witches Ghosts specifically. Dude, those Scooby Doo like movies were to- like good. Those are like top tier. The movies that came during that time are all just like those are pinnacle Scooby Doo. That that's just that's the highest tier of Scooby Doo. It was just so good, so so freaking good. Alright, um. On to gaming news. Uh, we just have one piece, and it's going to be very short just because don't want to go too much into it. But uh, there was a potential patent uh, reveal, or not yeah. reveal. I guess it was more of like a leak, technically, uh, for a <laughs> from Sony, a uh, robotic gaming companion. And this thing could, like, react to your emotions, I guess. And it would... Uh, it would have, like, arms and legs and stuff. I don't know. You just set it next to you. And... What does it say here? It's just, uh, the trademark says... And it, well, it, fuck. It's just so... It's, I'm, like, reading it again, and I'm just like, I can't even... So, from, like, what I've heard of it, it's like... Yeah, you, you put it on the couch next to you. It's supposed to, like, watch you play video games and like react to your gameplay i don't know if it's supposed to like connect to your playstation or or something and like 
where it gets really weird is that it's supposed to react to how you treat it. So if it's like commenting too often and you're like, hey, shut the fuck up or whatever, it'll be like, oh, that's mean. You shouldn't do that. And like it'll so basically like if you treat it poorly, it'll start acting like you're, I guess, like a mean person or whatever. It, it basically tries to neg you into being nice to it. And it's like, It'll call an abuse hotline on you and, and it, tell you some things. And it's like, okay, I, like part of my perspective is I'm getting from Greg Miller off of like the Games Daily podcast or which, wherever he talked about it there. I think it might have been PlayStation, I love you. But like, I kind of agree with him that it's like, who is this fucking for? Because like, kids aren't going to want to take care of this thing. Adults aren't going to want to like have this weird thing sitting next to them on the couch t- talking, like commenting on how they're playing. They just adults like us just want to play a fucking video game and re- like relax at the end of the day. Like who is this for? If it, maybe it'd be different if it was this thing that just kind of like it drank beer <laughs> and it just sat next to you and you did something be like, Oh dude, that's pretty cool. And it just, that's it. It's just uh, really it's... odd. I, I just don't see the point of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I have no opinion. I just don't know how to feel about this. It's just reading through it again, just like I read through it the first time. I'm just kind of, it just leaves me scratching my head, just like, I don't understand. Why? I just realized that this is basically like a Furby, but like designed specifically for watching you play video games. And I'm just like, does Sony not remember how much people hated Furbies? (laughs) Like, you had a Furby. I did have a Furby when I was very was little, and I was like, cool. this is really cool. It's like a pet. I mean, forget the fact that I already had cats. Like, I had actual pets, but I was like, I want this pet because it could talk to me. Didn't they I, bring back Furby? They did, dude. They brought it back recently, and I was just like, Wasn't it hella expensive, too? I feel like it was like that. It was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it did well because, like, literally n- kids don't remember Furby anymore, and the people who do remember Furby don't have good nostalgic feelings for it so it's no like one that fucking it. thing is just what was it what the fuck is a furby is it a bird uh it was like it? a mishmash of a few things there's definitely mostly bird though <laughs> i love if, it, if you look at an urban dictionary furby uh, an abomination that disappoints god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it made me think of that line from Napoleon Dynamite. It's just like, what's what are you drawing there? It's a liger. It's a combination of a tiger and a lion. Okay. It's got mystical powers. All right. Next up on the news, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to movie TV news. Uh, so there's a new uh, Green Hornet. They're they're going back. Uh, the Green Hornet's coming back apparently, and this time I think I forget who did the first time. Uh, but this one's gonna be done by uh, was it Universal? Yes, Universal is developing a movie for it, and that's really it. That's all we know. And all I can say is, here's what you don't do: you don't make a movie that was like that one with Seth Rogen. Just I want you to look at everything that happened in that movie, and I want you to say, all right, let's do the complete opposite of that and just not do that one. Because that was just so bad. I never bad. I never actually saw that one. I watched it, and I just remember watching it, and I, I all I remember was being like, "What the fuck is this?" And then because it just felt weird, it didn't feel right for some reason. It just felt it just felt weird. 
It didn't feel like it fit anywhere. It didn't feel like it fit in that time of, like, I guess whatever year it came out. It didn't vibe with anything. Like, it just, it, it felt very out of place, and it didn't feel like it brought anything mm. to an audience. Like, I, I didn't get anything from it. And I usually like random, like, superhero or comic pulpy movies, especially, like, Green Horn is a very, he's a very pulp character. Like, I think they used to have the radio shows, they have comics, they had, like, uh, oh, yeah. show that coincided with like the Batman Adam West show to the point where I think they said there is even a there was a crossover because they said uh, there was a yeah a thing. that was what yeah. inspired um, Ralph Garman to write his like comic crossover with yes did he do that with Kevin Smith or was that just his own thing I uh, I know Kevin Smith wrote Green Hornet at one point I think I, I don't know too much honestly I'm yeah. not sure I never read them. I always wanted to read, like, Batman 66 and those, like, pulpy ones because I heard they're, like, a good time, but it's just... I just find it funny that, like, much. the only thing I know about the Green Hornet is that, like, the whole shtick is that, like, the Green Hornet himself kind of sucks. It's really his, like, helper Kato, who is the one that's, like, a badass. Or I mean, is that is just that... the movie? I that might ju- I feel like that's honestly just the movie. Really? Oh, man. Because if I remember correctly, it's supposed to be, like, in the original version, Kato was the sidekick, the driver, yeah. or whatever. Eventually, they become, like, partners. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I think they did set that up for the movie, which I... Oh, man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so I, I honestly don't really know. Um, I mean, that's that's also a character, though, I don't know too much about myself. Like, that's that's above that's above my knowledge, unfortunately. So I can't say much else about it, but I yeah just fucking I don't know just make it cool make it make it cool I don't know if you'll I it, it's hard to say if you should do one that's like oh does it modernize does it work with like today or should you just say fuck it go all in and just make it a pulpy ass fifties fun whatever and just do it like that honestly I feel like maybe that would work better and just kind of start from the ground up there and just make it for that era. So it really just fits that time. And it's just a very hard type of property, too, in general, to reach an audience. Like, I don't know who it would be for. Because um, it's like, would I go see this myself? I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. It's not It's not DC. It's not Marvel, which is a bad thing to say, I feel like, because there's so many other properties that are, like, really cool to check out. But it's. I guess it's because it has a character that is similar to the more pulpy characters that both of those properties have, which is why it's harder to kind of align it, whereas, like, other, you have independent comics that are very much just, like, their own thing completely, and all of a sudden you get their... They got, like, Netflix shows and movies coming out for them and stuff. But... I could see, um... The the DC trying to use this as, like... You said they're making a show out of it, not a movie? No, it's a movie. And it's not DC, oh. that's the thing. That's what I'm saying, like, uh... It, oh... Yeah, no, no. Uh, Green Hornet currently uh, the uh, the rights or at least publishing is done by Dynamite. So Dynamite. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, Dynamite Entertainment got all of the pulpy comic characters. So they have Green Hornet. They have the Shadow, the Spider, um, and some other characters. They also have like stuff like I think Red Sonia, Vampirella. Um, I think John Carter of Mars, Dejah uh-huh. Thoris, stuff like that. 
So it's like all those random ones. I, I always know this because when you go down, like I get the comiXology emails too, because now that I started getting some of my comics digitally, it shows you by publisher. So right after you go DC, they usually have Dynamite and you mm. just see like everything they have. And I think those are all the ones they have. So like I always, I always see a lot of different pulpy ones on there. Yeah. Well, okay. I was going to say like, as far as Green Hornet goes and like, obviously I just proved that I know very little of that character, but like, I could see them trying to make that like a private de- like detective type show. Although I know that's not exactly what he was. Like you could have that sort of like feel of him investigating crimes and shit. Unless yeah. unless you like, and I'm just thinking of like if they said it in the period where the Green Hornet's from, it'd be kind of weird to do a like a PI type thing for a modern setting. But I don't it, know. isn't that what they tried with Seth Rogen's? I, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember. Like I, I said, I, I didn't even watch that movie, and like oh, right. I, I never yeah. heard anything really good about it, so I didn't yeah, even bother. It's, it's, yeah, it's not. All right, which is sad because I'm a huge fan of Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next up we have some cool HBO Max stuff actually. So HBO Max is working with uh, Bad Robot, the JJ stu- Abrams studio, mm-hmm. on three new properties. Uh, one will be a show set uh, in the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. Uh, the second will be a 1970s drama centered around a getaway driver. And the third, well, more of the first, but I wanted to save it for last. Because it's a comic-inspired series using Justice League dark characters. Hmm. So... It'll be a most likely live-action show that could feature, if it's Justice League Dark characters, but not necessarily Justice League Dark, we're looking at anything. Depending also if they're still doing a movie or not for Justice League Dark, because remember Guillermo del Toro was working on that, and then he dropped off, and then someone else was picking it up or something, and it's like in development hell, I'm not really sure. But, uh, you know, Justice League Dark is characters like the supernatural DC magic characters, so Zatanna... John Constantine, Dead Man, uh, Frankenstein, Phantom Stranger, Man of Xanadu, Etrigan the Demon, uh, and then there's like a bunch of others that people don't even know about or like wouldn't even hear of, at least if you're a normal person that doesn't read comics or whatever, I'm not too sure. But like those are some key characters also technically, I, I would say Swamp Thing as well, um, and a bunch of others, but those are like the more mainish ones I would say. So it could be any of those ones. So I don't know if this is then replacing the movie or if they're just going to do both. But also one thing that's interesting, which I still don't understand, because HBO Max is supposed to come out soonish, I think. Like, uh, does it come out in May or June? If I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know it wasn't out yet. Because they announced it so long ago, I thought it was just a thing already. Now, I've been waiting for it uh, just because I wanted, um, they were bringing, what, what was it that sold me? It was something, ra- oh yeah, it was uh, the Boondocks animated show. They were going to, when they were going to do a, they were going to remake the show. Oh. So uh, that's what I wanted it for. But uh, also I like. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then I think if I remember correctly seeing it, I think it comes with a Crunchyroll subscription as well, which made me think, Ooh. cool, I could finally watch ZZ Gundam. But, uh, sorry guys, there's been a couple 
difficulties in recording. Um, for the first time, my computer was actually the one that froze, and uh, we had to restart for a second. Uh, luckily, we didn't lose anything, so we were able to continue where we left off, but uh, all of a sudden, after that, there's been a couple cracklings, so you guys actually might hear that now. Um, maybe the last... 10 minutes or so, but it might continue throughout the rest. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but it shouldn't be as bad as those previous times that it's occurred. Um, but we'll just continue yeah. through it. Uh, it'll be a fun few things to edit, but whatever. Yeah, it just happens. Alright, so we were talking about Justice League Dark, and we finished that up. Uh, we had one last piece of news before we get into uh, the main stuff. The good, the good, the good chunks. Uh, there's another, so we keep getting Star Wars, um, it just doesn't stop, it, they keep going with it. Uh, there's a new Disney Plus series in the works, apparently, for Star Wars, and it's a female-led one, uh, which, you know, could be, by my guess, maybe in a, after everything that's happening, maybe an Ahsoka show. Or, actually, hmm... All right, so my guess is right now. Oh, wait, did they... Uh, they did... Oh, no, they mentioned they cast Ahsoka for the Mandalorian. Yes, as Rosario Dawson, or <laughs> Ahsoka's cast as Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Rosario Dawson's cast as Ahsoka Tano uh, from the Clone Wars. But she said it wasn't uh, confirmed yet, so she's like, that's not mm. true yet or something. I don't know if it's actually going to happen then or not, but... I, you know, it'd be still cool if it was. If, let's say, it's successful enough, they could be developing an Ahsoka show, or it could be a new character, uh, just someone maybe from that new, they're doing, like, that whole new, um... The, the High other... Republic? Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The only other character I could think of, female character out of Star Wars, re in recent memory that I can think of, would be the uh, Shock Trooper from Mandalorian, who was pretty badass. Cardoon? Yeah. I don't think they're going to do one on her. I think. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't think so. I'm just thinking, like, if it's someone that we already know, who would be interesting? Yeah. I, they, they would be smart to just keep her to the Mandalorian as well. Um, but. I think. I, I haven't read it yet, but everyone, everyone I talk to always says her character is really, really awesome, and the book's been a constant great time, but Dr. Afra. So, James, I don't know if you might know her or not. So she is in the, She is an archaeologist in the Star Wars world. Interesting. Yeah. And she's during the time of the Galactic Civil War. So I think she does have crossovers with either Darth Vader or the main gang. But uh, from what I've heard is she's like the standout of the comics when it comes to Star Wars. Like uh, they, in... Since Marvel's gotten Star Wars after, you know, Disney got Star Wars and everything else, uh, there was a switch between Dark Horse to Marvel, and they restarted everything, they said everything else isn't canon, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, they redid it, and they had, like, each character in a miniseries, Han Solo, Lando, Leia, uh, then they gave Vader his own ongoing series, and then they, which I think they've done, like, multiple, too, there's been, like, two or three of them. And then they do, like, the main Star Wars comic, which took place between uh, New Hope and Empire. And then they stopped, finished it, and then they restarted it, and now it takes place between Empire and Return. Mm. I've heard really good things about those Darth Vader comics. Yeah. 
And there's been a crossover between, like, Darth Star Wars and Darth Vader, you know, because they're at the same time and stuff. Uh, so th- there have been stuff like that. But the third comic that's kind of gone hand-in-hand hand with it has been Dr. Afra. And, uh, like I said, I haven't read any of this stuff. Like, I have no interest currently in any Marvel Star Wars. Just, like, I have no interest in, like, any of the Disney Star Wars at this point besides uh, Mandalorian, the theme park, the games and stuff. But uh, just because, like I said, uh, after the movies and stuff, I wanted to go to the legacy books and comics and just kind of go to that different world and see how that is before I'd even try to go back to Disney's stuff. Um, But maybe it could be that. Otherwise, yeah, I think either Dr. Aphra or Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano are the two most likely characters, if it's female-led, to get their own show. Otherwise... It's someone we don't know, is my guess. Unless, James, it's a Zam Wessel show. Who? The bounty hunter from Attack of the Clones. The changeling that Jingo oh. Fett shoots and kills in the beginning. You know, with the... the, the she tries to kill uh, yeah. Pat, Pandabara Medela with the... Uh, uh, Pandabara Medela with um, the, the, the centipedes. Her poisonous centipedes. Yeah. And then... Anakin goes, I hate bugs, and then he slashes them, and then he goes into a car chase, and you know, and then that dude tries funny. to sell me one death sticks. Oh, God, that was so funny. Like, I just find it funny that it wasn't until years later that I realized, like, wait, if, like, oh shit, what's his name? J- if Jango Fett is such a good shot that he could kill that bounty, he could have just done it himself from like. Yeah, like, why the fuck didn't he just kill what, Padme himself? What I want you to think he about He hired it. another bounty hunter. I want you to think about it, James. A, a bunch of separatists in Count Dooku hire Jango... F- it's like... Isn't it like Count Dooku tells the separatists to hire Jango Fett, who then... Hi- they hire a bounty hunter to hire a bounty hunter, or is she an assassin? If not, like, she's one of the two, whatever... But it's just like, okay, there's a weird chain here that it's taking too long to just, like, do one thing for something you haven't been able to, like, achieve for, like, ten years to kill, like, this yeah. one person. Fuck. That it turns out the only, you could have just killed her by telling her, uh, you could have just killed her with love or loss of love, you know, that's it. Because that's, uh, that's what does it. <laughs> that, though, even as a child, I was like, she dies of a broken heart. Heart? She's lost what? the will to live, bro. You know, it's just uh, yeah, man. Yeah, fuck her babies. <laughs> no, that's nasty. No, I mean, don't fuck Dude, her babies. What's, oh, God, all right, I'm calling the cop. I can't do this, James. I, not the, not this anymore. Not again. I can't do this again. <laughs> all right, that's it for the news, guys. Uh, now on to the main feature presentation. So we watched Godzilla: King of Monsters again today, but. Of course, we have talked about it not once, but twice on the show before. Once when I watched it and you didn't. Yeah. And I was limited <laughs> on it. And then when we saw it together, uh, then we went through a whole spiel about it. Uh, so we'll just briefly cover it. Like I said, um, I couldn't even get through all the behind the scenes shit because there was so much of it and he just wouldn't stop talking. Like, I could. Mike Doherty just kept tweeting, man, and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like, after this podcast is over, like, tonight when I'm in bed, I'm probably just going to be scrolling through more and being like, oh, look at this concept art. I'm saving this. I liked that, uh, 
like usual, or like the last couple times, uh, Legendary has been, or they were tweeting out monster profiles. But there was like so much more interesting shit this time because there was like a bunch of monsters that we just like saw in King of the Monsters that we didn't really get to learn much about. Yeah. So like, as soon as the the info sheet for like Scylla and um, Behemoth behemoth showed up i was like oh fuck yeah, yeah. i want to know more about these guys yeah and they're they look honestly like they're really interesting i know so uh some of my friends when i was talking to them they didn't uh like certain designs and stuff uh other friends you know they want more classic behemoth? monsters yeah one of them didn't like behemoth and i was like dude that's really I, behemoth might be one of my favorite behemoth monsters. is easily when i've looked at twitter throughout like just different godzilla accounts and profiles and people that just like godzilla uh the one that always seems to be the at least the one everyone talks about the most is definitely Behemoth, followed by Scylla. Uh, there's others as well. Uh, they show like I want to say two other different ones, but um, I thought it was pretty cool. One of the um, monster designs that didn't make it to the final movie was like a giant scorpion. Yes, I that saw was- that one. That was really cool. Uh, there's also. I, should, I, f- I forgot the names already. There's it's it's hard because it's like a new thing for me. Like Mudo was easy because there's only one, or it's like Mudo or Mudo. Um, there was just like one type. I mean, it's like two Mudos and then that's it. Yeah. Now there's like you know there's like seventeen new monsters and you're like ah oh, shit. They only show like four, and then they give names of like eight or something. I forget. And there's just yeah. like, oh, crap, that's like, I have to, and I don't have too many visual representations of them. Like, keep in mind, like, my Godzilla knowledge is pretty fucking deep, but it's built up over my entire life of watching these movies over and over and over. Whereas these ones, they just show, like, it's like, okay, I have all these different ones. I could I could name you a fucking Gorosaurus and Baragon and Baron, which probably most people watching a Godzilla movie or, like, only watched, like, a few would be like, who the fuck are those guys? Like, or, like, Manda, um, things like that. Or fucking, God, for, God forbid, fucking Gabara. Gabara, fucking mm. piece of shit. James, remember Gabara? I would probably recognize... The, Remember Godzilla's yeah, Revenge? The one with the kid and Minya? The one's like, oh, hi, I'm uh, Godzilla's son, Minya. Oh, boy, this yeah. movie's about bowling. I remember you showing me that, and I was just like... Gabera's the one that's like the laughing all. one. Who is this This thing? is like a fucking... <laughs> it like laughs like yeah. that. <coughs> oh, God. <coughs> that laugh hurt. That hurt, James. This is... I hate Gabera. Fucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that in. You know, you guys can just listen to me die trying to do the fucking Gabara laugh. Basically, there was, a, there was a Godzilla movie called Godzilla's Revenge. Uh, at least the English version was called Godzilla's, Godzilla's Revenge. Man, I'm actually dying from doing that laugh. That actually hurt. Um, it was pretty much about bowling. And Godzilla's son, Minya, from the Showa era, the first era... Uh, is in it and he just says, talks like this hi i'm minya blah, 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 blah. and he's a talking monster talking to this little kid who has bully issues and then there's like a monster bully and godzilla has to teach his son to stand up to that bully it's a very ridiculous movie and as a kid it was like that movie would be on and i'm just like fuck there's no other godzilla movies on i guess i have to watch this so i force myself to watch it but it just never you know, you just watch all the other ones, and you're just like, fucking, this fucking movie, dude. It, it, I can't watch it without getting drunk now. It's too much for me. <laughs> That's, like, one of the few I, I, I just can't do it. Um, 
so, like I said, uh, it takes. A, I had all that time to ingrain myself with all these monsters. Now there's these new ones, and I don't have much visuals that often to really kind of go through. So I do feel like uh, I, I, I never did, but I kind of want to buy the art book now for King of Monsters just to see if it's like one of those really deep ones that has everything like that and all the concepts just to kind of get all the cool... Uh, I'd want it, honestly, not for like, oh, you want to see uh, the specific how we did this? I'd be like, no, I just I show me the fucking monarch bases, show me the monsters and yeah. things like that. So Did you see the behind the one... scenes uh, for the concepts for Rodan's temple? No. In the monarch like, base. It was so it's a really cool temple. Uh if you scroll through Mike Dirty's stuff or I could send you the pictures later. Uh it's Mayan because it's in Mexico, it's like Mayan themed uh, uh monarch base because it's like all this cool Mayan shit worshipping a fire yeah. god. So it's really cool. Uh do you think that I mean I don't remember if Quetzalcoatl was a fire god. It's a plumed serpent. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking, like, you think that Rodan might have been the inspiration for that in that world? Uh, no, they said, uh, Doherty said that uh, it was inspired by, like, hawks, eagles, and other birds of prey. Mm. Uh, and then sense. eventually they just got it down to the design of one of the artists. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much, like, just, like, kind of like that. Uh, going through it again, just, like, it, it's funny. As much as I love all the moments of Godzilla and the fights and everything else, I think the moment that just... The one that got me really hyped was Rodan coming out of the volcano. Like that is Dude, Rodan's entrance into that movie is fucking amazing. Really it's it's in just like what what I mean, pardon the pun here, but what blows me away so much about that scene is like just the fact of like him just flying. Yeah. Is destroying the town beneath yeah, everyone him just... because of the like, <laughs> It's like, like not only were people getting sucked up into the air, but like you could see that buildings are being like demolished, and he's not even like flapping his wings. He's just like moving over the city, like that's fucking insane. Yeah, and it, what's uh, it's funny too because uh, when that when they were showing that, we were cracking up because my friends were like, you know, Cameron would be he would be he would fucking die because he would be that guy that wants to get a closer look at them <laughs> and just run up to them. And I thought about it, and I was like, shit, I probably would die. You know what? I would die in these scenarios, because I'm always thinking, like, oh, shit, what would you do if this... Like, if there was an apocalypse, I'd be like, all right, I, I, you know, I feel like I'd be somewhat prepared to do all these things and whatever. But like, hey, these giant monsters are attacking. Everyone's been told to evacuate. No way. Which way did they go? I want to go check it out. <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? They're destroying everything. Y yeah, I know, but, you know, I just... I, I watched this, like, my whole life, so I gotta go... I can't not see it like this is it's like now you know you know before you're like yeah you know get a great job get a wife and kid you know just to make a really great life for that you just told me there's a giant monster outside rampaging things that now trumps all of these things i had planned for the rest of my life so i'm gonna go do this instead and probably die through it but hey i got to go see this thing and maybe just maybe i could poke it before i die that that there is the meaning of life. Not too many people. Yeah, not not too many people could say that they actually touched her. <laughs> I would, I would, I, I'm gonna be completely honest, James. I can almost guarantee you, if a giant monster ever appears like that, 
there is a good chance I would like already have my will written. It could be like, hey, this thing's in like Japan. I'd be like, no fucking way. It's like, what are you doing? I'm going to Japan. I just hear there's a monster attacking. Everyone's dying. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's where I'm going. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go join the party, man. This is the point. Like, all right, but don't worry. Here, you get my PlayStation. It's fine. It's all good. But yeah, no, I would. God, I would totally do that. I would totally run towards them and be like, oh shit, let me see. <laughs> let me see. Oh, just fucking get blasted or stepped on. <laughs> oh, God. So, to, I guess, keep going with the whole, like, concept art slash, like, art book thing. One thing that I thought was, like, super cool was they show uh, like, after the scene where, uh, I forget her name, the, the Eleven's mom, uh, <laughs> when she's, like, Flipping through like bioacoustic sound waves or whatever to use. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she like so she's like flipping through different like sounds to use on the Mothra larva or whatever. Apparently, they were like uh, on Twitter. They were like, "Hey, by the way, if you want to check out like freeze frames for the or I think it was just like the concept. They're not concept art. The like frames they used for like those different monster." uh audio files or whatever and they had like x-rays of the different um titans that they had like i guess scanned to get this acoustic data mm. and there were like a bunch of different monster designs that we didn't even get to see in the movie proper but they're they're just like supposed to be things that are like around at other bases that are dormant i thought that was like super cool to see yeah i would definitely agree with that and it's, oh God, it, it, I always love this kind of stuff, especially, like, um, leading up to this movie, they had, like, the Monarch Twitter account. They, they have, like, three different Twitter accounts. It's, like, a the Godzilla movie Twitter account. Um, I want to say there's a King of Monsters Twitter account. So there's, like, Godzilla movies in general. And then they have, yeah. like, a, I don't know, I feel like they have two or three like that. And then they have one that's actually Monarch, so it's, like, more of an ARG account, so, like, alternate reality game. It does cool stuff and gives you clues where you can solve stuff. I didn't get to get into it as much as I wanted to when they first did it for this movie. And I feel like for sure they'll do it for Godzilla vs. Kong, which I, I feel... It's more of the thing of, like, you know how time gets in the way and you're working and you play games. Yeah. And you, you're just like, ah, oh, I don't have time for this. This time I'm like, I gotta... I just... That's what I'm hoping. When we're done through, like, this quarantine, I, like, get through the vast majority of my backlogs. So then everything else is more of, like, a walk in the park. I'm feeling more relaxed when I'm doing everything. I'm not, like, trying to get to the next thing but like same thing with like going watching movies tv shows everything else i just want that just not even think about any of that and just be like you know what? i'm just gonna take a i'm gonna take like two days off work i'm gonna take a, sick, a few sick days and i'm gonna be on this twitter couch just solving this mystery of these fucking monsters <laughs> from this monarch twitter account because honestly that shit is really cool because also you ever notice, like, they do that stuff sometimes for different things from games and movies, everything else. They'll do, like, something like this, and it sometimes leads to a real-world location. And there's, like, some cool swag or something oh, yeah. you could find. Like, if they do something like that, that's honestly something I would love to do. Just that that feeling of, like, yo, I earned this because I solved the fucking mystery. Like, that. that's uh, that's really awesome, and that's... Uh, that's something I really want to do when the next movie comes out or before it comes out and see like what I can figure out because I don't know. I just, I just think it would be really, really fun. 
and it would be able to have me, it would be me doing something I wanted to do since I was a kid and never really got a chance to either comprehend or have time for, depending on the age. Yeah. Also, you know what's, speaking of what I said before, uh, when we got to the part where uh, Sarazawa, which I didn't even think about, I feel like we talked about this before, but uh, the cool thing of Sarazawa, um, when he hits the nuke and basically blows himself up to save Godzilla, Whereas in the 1954 movie, Serizawa is the one that sacrifices himself and uses the oxygen destroyer to kill Godzilla. So it's a, like a reversal mm, of everything. Yeah, it, it's really... I, I don't remember if I thought of... If, uh, Doherty, Doherty, I can never say that last name, but I'm going to say Mike. When Mike uh, uh, talked about it in the theater when we got to see him, if uh, he talked about it there, or if it was something I forgot, but... That, that concept of just like, oh, hey, you know, it's a metaphor or like a, it's poetic of being like, it started off with him being the destroyer of Godzilla. And now in 65 years later in these movies, he's the one to save Godzilla when they recreated the character, which one thing I did feel sad about with King of Monsters is they take like kind of like two cool scientist characters from the 2014 movie and just kill yeah. them both. I felt that, that was you sad. feel... It's like that sucks for Sarazawa, but you feel even worse for Sally Hawkins, uh, for uh, Doctor. Um, yeah, she just dies. So I think fast. her name was Vivian, um, but I, I, f- I forget what her last name was. Uh, she, her, I think it was Vivian Doctor Shaw. Uh, she yeah gets eaten by Ghidorah, and I love Ghidor- uh, Mike Doherty's response. Or this one's like, oh man, that sucked. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, Ghidorah was hungry. And they're like, cause it's like, why'd Ghidorah kill her? He's like, yeah, he's hungry, dude. And someone said, but she's so small. And it's like, Hey, if you are frozen for like 10,000 years or something and you come out of the ice, you're not really that picky. Yeah. You'll take whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I too, he said, I too would eat, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the actress's name? Shit. I knew it. Uh, oh. Sally Hawkins. Uh, I, he said, I too would eat Sally Hawkins if I was frozen <laughs> ice for 10,000 years. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. Like, well, I mean, you already put it in a pretty good way, but like, I mean, Bear Grylls, when he's talking about like surviving, he'll like find a single grub on the ground and be like, oh, wow, this is so full of protein, this one tiny little bug. It's like, not much, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... So that's the thing. It's like when you are literally starving for calories, you'll take whatever you can find. Just think about it, guys. If you're Bear Grylls and you're drinking your own piss and you go, hey, it's Sally Hawkins. So I'm gonna, like, I better go eat her. And then I'm going <laughs> to go drink my own piss afterwards. I think that... It's a, it's a wild Sally Hawkins. She's very high in protein. Uh, the, I think the dumbest shit. I only saw like one or two episodes. I think I watched one or one episode, and an episode he, he gets a snake and he kills it. And he's like, "I'm gonna eat this snake," and then he, he like pulls its its like meat out, and he still has the skin, and he just pees in the skin <laughs> and uses it as like a fucking gourd canteen or whatever, and he just okay, starts okay. drinking out of. it. So fucking stupid. Oh, Bear Grylls. <laughs> Just watch Bear Grylls, I, guys. It's 
I guess that's being resourceful. It's just a fucking show about a guy that drinks his own... He, he travels the world to drink his own piss. This is, that's what it's about. That's it. That's the entire premise. I love that Netflix has a choose-your-own-adventure I'm not... I, I, God, it's... <laughs> do I drink piss here? Or do I drink piss there? <laughs> There's literally moments where it's like, do I eat the ants or do I eat the grubs? No. And it's like, why not both? <laughs> is that an option? No, <laughs> but like I'm always just like, well, but I want to watch both, so I'm just gonna go back and watch both versions. This is where I like I, thing, st- I drop my Netflix subscription. The funny thing is, like, for a show like that, that's like choose your adventure, you know that they had to film both versions, so he had to eat both things just so they had both takes. So it's like he didn't get. What a do you mean he choice. had to? That motherfucker wanted to. This fucking this guy drinks his piss everywhere he goes. He probably goes to a movie theater and someone looks at him and he's like, "I'm a survivor." <laughs> he's, just, he's just drinking into the. He's just fucking pissing in the popcorn bucket, and then he's slurping. It's like it's a special ice. I don't fucking know. It's so fucking. What the fuck, dude? I, I don't want. You know what? Whatever. I'm. We're done with this. We're, do- we're not talking about Bear Grylls anymore, but I hear you could buy his <laughs> knives in Target or some shit. I don't know. All right. For real? I don't know. Yeah, pr- yeah, I think so, actually. We were looking at camping shit before, and we are like, hey, is that, <laughs> is that the fucking Bear Grylls knife? And it's come with piss? You peed on it before he, uh, before he packaged it. So, anyway, I Godzilla. Terrible, I think. Um, did we have anything else on it? I think like, the only other thing, like we already talked about it. A we bunch did. Of the last we we've talked about it so many times. times. Like you, like you can definitely find previous uh, episodes if you want to check those out. It's such a good movie. Like I like if I were to keep talking about it, I would end up just like listing all the amazing scenes. But like, I guess the one thing that I probably can add that I didn't notice the last like time I watched the movie, or at least even the first couple times, I I literally don't understand how I missed this. Because it's pretty huge, but probably because it was just such an amazing scene that I was, like, working at maybe half brain capacity because I was just like, this is so cool. Uh, So when Godzilla is going all nuclear and he, like, explodes and, like, starts to blow away Ghidorah, which is, like, fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I did not notice the first time that, like, when he is doing his explosions, it makes, like, the Mothra call sound. Yeah. And like the su- like the energy wave kind of has like the same markings or same color scheme as Mothra, and I was just like, that's so fucking cool that like even in death she's kind of helping him with his fight. And like I know they already kind of implied that. Yeah, when they like, her little magic stuff just kind of flies onto him after she gets like vaporized. But like that that was such a cool touch that I like. And again, it's like you were saying before, like I think before we were even recording, it's like. When it's something subtle that you don't have to, like, explicitly, like, point out that, like, look, look, it's Mothra's colors. It just, they just do it. And if you have been paying attention and you listen closely, like, you hear it. Like, that's, I don't know. I just, I like little touches like that. That was fucking cool. No, yeah, definitely. It's, God, it, dude, I, I straight up, I, God, I, I got the NECA figures for uh, Burning Godzilla. Yeah, I got nice. I got the uh, really cruel blue one, and then I got the crazy orange one as well. I uh, 
I never got I, figures before. It was like that weird thing where I got those game collector's editions, and they came with like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool Batman from Arkham Knight, or not Arkham, yeah, Arkham Knight and Arkham City, and uh, some Nathan Drake, and st- like infamous shit from like PS3 days, and I stopped. And uh, I didn't want to get collector's editions anymore. And all of a sudden, NECA was like, hey, look at these Godzilla figures we have. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I used to get Godzilla stuff when I was a kid. Oh, these are pretty cool. Oh, I have like three of these now. How'd I get that? Oh, there's like three more. Oh, fuck. They got me. <laughs> was, they just, oh, fuck. They, they, and then they, they, they're all Godzilla. When I was a kid, you had all these Godzilla <laughs> toys, so I'm like, yeah, I have Space Godzilla, I have Bylane, I have Godzilla, I have Rodan, I have Mothra, I have Mogira, I have everyone. Now I'm like, I have Godzilla from 1954, and then I got Burning Godzilla from 1994, and then I got the Nintendo Godzilla, so he's like a cool 8-bit retro-looking blue Godzilla. You could probably set up a pretty cool shelf or something. Yeah. If I had room, but yeah. I have books and movies everywhere. I don't have I don't have room for anything. I think that's like that's for the next. I'm like it'll be for the next. You know when I have a new apartment or something. It's like there's not gonna be enough room for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like yeah, it's for uh, in in uh, three location changes away when I have stable home, and I'll be like cool. And then future wife will be like get the get the shit out of here. And I'll be like no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> So, I guess one last thing that comes to mind. I just really love that one. I mean, it creates that there were a bunch of news clippings at the end in the credits. But that one that's like, what is a king to a god? And it's just like they're nothing. already setting up the, the that's Godzilla. That's the answer, though. It's nothing. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just Fucking love that. that they're like already really setting up the, the King Kong Godzilla fight. Oh, yeah. It's like fucking awesome. I'm so... God, I'm so ready for that. It... I, well, I don't even want to talk about it right now because I was really, I was slightly disappointed because I was hoping by the end of this, having these three movies done, they would release a trailer for Godzilla mm. vs. Kong, which they were supposed to at actually, uh, I think it was called CinemaCon or whatever. Oh, yeah. And because it was canceled due to the virus, they didn't. But the trailer is ready. It's like done then. It's ready to go. We just mm. don't have it. And I'm just like, just give me the Give me the fucking trailer, dude. Just give it. Give me my fix, bro. I'm scratching my wrists. I need it. Let me just inject that trailer into my bloodstream until a real one comes out and I could go kill myself running at it to, to poke it. Just, you know, it's the priorities in life. But okay, that's uh, that's all we have for the Godzilla. We're done. Uh, but now, you know what? One last thing, actually. Sorry. James. <laughs> yeah? All my friends that we were do- we've been doing this Discord watch party stuff, my friends from school... They were like, "Hey, can we watch Shin Godzilla next week?" Ooh. And I'm and it's like same time for Thursday and everything else probably. Like maybe I'm gonna see if we could shift it like slightly later, maybe. But my, I don't want to like make it too late for my East Coast friends. But I'm like, all right, do you got? Do you guys just want to do like a different monster movie? A monster? We're gonna just like monster movies on Thursday nights. And everyone was like, yes. And I was like, fuck. Okay, I guess we're gonna do monster movies on Thursday nights. So we're gonna start probably just start with nice. uh, Shin Godzilla. So get to the really the fucking actual like complete film quality. If you actually don't like this one, then you just don't like good movies. That's just what kind Dude, of person you are. Shin Godzilla is just such a fucking. That's good movie. A, it's a, it's uh as someone that is a 
massive Godzilla fan. Loves, lives, and breathes it. This movie is much different than anything else. It only relates to the 1954 film because it actually has political commentary and actually has a message it really is trying to convey. Where like a 1954 addresses the nuclear testing that the uh, U.S. was doing, along with, of course, the bombs that were dropped uh, at the end of World War II in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, Shin Godzilla addresses the 2013 Fukushima meltdown disaster and how that yeah. could have gone differently. Or it's it's more of like a, what the government should have done instead of the way it was handled. That was the most fascinating thing about Shin Godzilla to me, was seeing, like a realistic depiction as far as I'm aware of like, how would a government like react to giant monster attack? Cause that's like not a thing that anyone ever prepares for. Cause why would it ever happen? Yeah. So it was interesting. It really, it, it, it just, oh God, it's so good. To, and it still has, it still has really good humor too. <laughs> fucking, oh, when yeah, they go from like, like Oh, this changed now. We're going to move from this room to that room. For the yeah, same like, oh, exact so conversation. So we've decided to have an official meeting. We have to move to the official boardroom. And it's like, move down the hall. It's like, why? <laughs> now you see why. And the, the craziest part was this is actually how the government functions. Or did function yeah, a, during that disaster. So it shows all of, uh, fuck, are you serious? This is what happened? <laughs> yeah, there was a line at some point that's like, I can't believe how much like red tape we have to go through to like plan a meeting to figure out if we need to set up a committee yeah it's like fucking crazy or like that there's so much bureaucracy i love when uh we'll probably talk about it next week after too but i love when france helps them out so then they're like eternally grateful and you just see the the ambassador the japanese ambassador to france bowing for like 20 minutes he's like yeah he just bows for 20 minutes in in a sign of respect for him one of my favorite moments is when the the prime minister i think it was was like I've been assured that there is no way that this thing can come on land. And then, like, someone comes up to him and just, like, whispers in his ear. And he's like, it what? <laughs> and it just cuts to Godzilla on land. I love it. was, uh, I forget which uh, which minister of, like, which cabinet member. Because you know how, like, everyone fucking blows up? And then uh, yeah. one dude's just like, hey, he's in charge now. And he's like, oh, my noodles are cold. Uh, this position's yeah. harder than I thought as prime minister. I didn't know it would be this tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so. Oh my god, that that movie was so. Guys, don't even watch that. Don't you dare watch that dubbed. You watch that. You watch it in Japanese with subtitles. Unless you're fucking fluent in Japanese, then props to you for not even needing subtitles. But not all of us. Dude, like, that. I I know we probably shouldn't spend too much time on it, even though we like we haven't watched it in a while or even yet. But like, whatever. No, I whatever. Weirdly, weirdly worded there, like. The scene where the Americans are just like, okay, we're just going to nuke it. Classic. (laughs) Classic America. Yeah, and like the, just like the, you get to see the actual like pain on the faces of the people that like remember what 1945 was like and like what their families went through and shit like that. Like, yeah, they're like, no. Like, there's, yeah, they're, that wound is still open. Like they still feel that pain. Yeah. Like that. And I did not even realize that until that scene. I was just like, cause for me as an American, I'm like, Oh yeah, that happened so long ago. We like ended the war by dropping a couple bombs, whatever. 
But, like, for them, it's like, no, we decimated two whole cities. Like, that was uh, huge for them. And it's like, um, I'll I'll put it in a very, very serious note really fast, but as, like, growing up watching these movies, especially really just, like, as a child watching and pretty much still getting a full grasp of uh, the original 1954 film, like, I and also being somewhat infatuated with world war ii uh, for the majority of my like youth until i was like 18 really um i completely understood why they did the bombs and do i would i change things i don't know i can't see that yeah that's Uh, that's one of the hardest questions and it's like it did probably they probably did save lives ironically um to be Mm -hmm. honest but uh it's like a one time ever play that card that was it. Yeah. You can't do that ever again. Uh, Very true. After that, plus the one thing Godzilla movies have done for me, especially, like I said, the 54 film, uh, have made me strongly anti-nuclear. Uh, and just, like, I get certain reality if you're doing it for energy, um, especially if it's away from a f- fault line. Like, do not do it near a fault line, for the love of God. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's as far as you should ever go with it. Um, I'm very much against making more. Uh, I actually, in a nice world, I think they should just denuclearize their weapons. Um, oh, yeah. Like, they they are o- so overwhelmingly powerful with, like, such bad lasting They should not effects. exist. They just should not. They shouldn't yeah, exist. Yeah, they just shouldn't exist. They're, I mean, not to get off on a, on a side story, but, like, when the U- U.S. was deciding whether or not to build the even more powerful H-bomb, uh, they had they made a committee to, to to figure out like should not even like should we but like could we yeah. and like Oppenheimer who worked on the the first uh, bomb he actually said like okay the science says that we can do this but I cannot in my good conscience ever recommend that we do do this because something with with as much devastating power as an H bomb theoretically would have it literally could only be used for genocide and i cannot like put my support behind making a weapon that is not a precise thing it literally could only be used to kill whole groups of people yeah and yeah it just it's not cool bro (laughs) it's not cool um but yeah seriously like i i just have always felt that way afterwards like always thinking about that kind of thing that's one of the keystones of my I guess globalish stances in terms of like that and environmentalism and other things. Uh, but I've always felt that's been one of the easiest things for me to even like, I don't have to think about it. I'm just like, that's just in my nature to think that way at this point, I would never ever think of another way of that unless what is a fucking meteorite coming and you have to launch 20 nukes at it. Well, at least now we have a way to get rid of all the nukes. Yeah. Like that's literally the only thing I personally would recommend the, the, holding on to nuclear weapons for is like earth defense (laughs) that's like the only reason is like not for like war between countries but like literally if something is hurtling at our planet and we need to need like something to decimate it (laughs) look out there's a bunch of now smaller rocks coming towards us that are harder to stop because we blow the big one (laughs) you would yeah you would hope that they become small enough to burn up in the atmosphere but yeah. Quick, know, send up astronomer. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, and Michael Clark Duncan, and we're gonna take care of this. It's like an Armageddon. <laughs> oh no, Michael Clark Duncan's dead. Oh no, the plan doesn't it work. It doesn't work. 
Uh, rest in peace. He was a great guy. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for Godzilla. We have hopefully time for one last thing, which is Westworld. So we watched uh, the fourth, fifth, and sixth episodes. I caught up. I got it. I got it. We're good. Dude, this show is so fucking it's good. So much better than season two. So it really it, like, like at it, first I was like, is it gonna pay off? At least so far it's more interesting. Now I'm like, yo, man, this is cool. Like I did really enjoy season two, but it felt like they were definitely building towards something. Cause like the the hosts never got out of the park, at least like except for Dolores at the very end. Uh but yeah, now like Maeve is sort of doing her own thing, but she's like kind of beholden to that one dude, Sirak. Yeah, which uh, he's and, basically like, the ultimate bad guy at this. Like he is the yeah. he's the bad dude. Cuz you're like at first you're like is Dolores bad? And you're like she's it's hard to say until it actually happens, honestly. I at this point would maybe classify her as an anti-hero cuz she's doing very bad things but for good reasons yeah like her whole thing is just like freedom no matter what and i love this idea that like it's not just the hosts that are like stuck on their loops and like it's oh my god that was it's literally everyone in the world all humans like basically there is the siroc and his brother developed the most impressive algorithm ever and slash computing system to like handle it and literally all it does is like just predict the best way to keep humanity going regardless of like how it treats individual people i guess and it makes sure that like people's fates are followed through like it kind of it it puts everyone's lives on a track instead of letting them kind of choose for themselves and it's yeah oh my god it's just so so it's like imagine instead of there being an algorithm that tries to read you and see like what it can recommend that you might like it's like an invisible or uh, algorithm that is yeah instead of recommending things it's basically making you do things that i think things are like best for you yeah and it's like that's why in this society there are so many people that just like never go anywhere or like this shit just doesn't work out and like it's because literally the system is conspiring not not even conspiring it's just like it doesn't need them so it doesn't care about them yeah and it just it puts them in a a path that just leads them to an earlyish grave or a very depressing grave yeah like i that grave. scene that scene where Dolores brings uh, Aaron Paul to... Uh, I think we already talked about this. This is like second Oh, episode, to the boardwalk? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. takes him to the boardwalk and is it. It just like... And he just expects it to be like, oh, something from his past that they have data on. And it's like, no, this is where you're projected to kill yourself. In like 10 years or 15 years or something. And like the... So the episode before the last one, like the scene where Dolores, like you think that she's just letting like letting out people's stories like to the people around her just to like get out of the building or whatever. But she like released literally everyone's stories to the entire world. So like everyone is looking at what the system has like chosen for them. And like people are literally killing themselves. Yeah. There's some people killing themselves. Some people going full anarchy. Like I'm gonna, uh, 
destroy shit. Like, they're just, you know, yeah, you know how anarchy like, fucking goes. They're just going embracing chaos. Other people... Yeah, like, fuck it. If, if the system chose everything in my entire life, I might as well say, fuck the system and destroy everything. Yeah, and it's like others are, like, uh, like distrusting others they love and things like like the um williams therapist or psychiatrist in in this last episode like mid therapy session the williams uh psychiatrist like got a message from her husband it's just like hey i looked up your file it says that you cheat on me with like a bunch of your patients and then lose your license and kill yourself in a few years so i literally within a day i've taken the kids and we're going don't ever try to find us and she kills herself (laughs) And she kills herself within a day. And I was just like, like, shit, that was a therapist. They were fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Like that. And that's, that's happening everywhere. And Dolores literally did that just as like a play. Yeah. Like that's fucking insane. And it's crazy because it's like, you kind of, would you keep it from everyone? I feel like it's still, it needs that. I think. That's the thing is like, I think I'm against there being that system in place, but like once it's in place and to have people literally live their entire lives on that system and then to tell them like, oh yeah, every single decision you ever made wasn't really like entirely your, like under your power, like that would destroy a lot of people. And so like, I don't know. I, I feel like I would want to get rid of the system, but I wouldn't just like expose it immediately to everyone without any context. It's just like anything else where it's like people deserve to know the truth and it's like, but can they handle the truth? And then it, that's when it gets into that, I, that, that yeah. a very, very hard to say um, field of just like, is this right? Is this wrong? Like, how do you really, it's like Rorschach versus, Osman Dias, do people like, have the right to yeah. know, or do you want to save the world and like at what cost and that kind of thing? Yeah. Like it's it's very hard to even like put like that. That's an actual spectrum where you could probably have varying answers from people of like. Oh yeah, like I love shit like this. This like moral ambiguity of like what is the right thing to do, even. it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's fucking yeah. Basically, she chose the Rorschach way. <laughs> And oh, yeah. uh, if you want, if you read Doomsday Clock, you see how that goes. <laughs> Spoiler: It's not well. It's not well at all. Uh, yeah. And the interesting is like Sirak also like he's clearly supposed to be the bad guy, but he doesn't see himself as the bad guy, even though he's totally the bad guy. Because <laughs> like his whole reasoning for setting up this system is that like in every single permutation of what he like tried to predict of humanity, if if like. Get left to their own devices literally humanity would become extinct eventually so he's basically just like well this sucks that i have to do this but if i implement this system then at least there is a human race left yeah so you, i don't know it's like you could make that argument that like yeah what he's done is like terrible to a point where does he kill least, his own brother he killed his own brother yeah. because his brother di- uh, didn't even di- didn't fit the system anymore. Yeah, and it's just like that sucks. That like literally all he cares. Like, and I get it. He's trying to s- literally save the human race, or at least preserve it. But like, you could make that again. It's you not make really argument, like, like it's not human anymore. Yeah. What's the point of being the human race if we're literally not free to be who we are? Like, 
I love those questions like that. And I, I'm so excited to see what the next two episodes are like. Yeah, because we, we go through a lot of that. We go through, dude, when when I was asking you, I was like, who's uh, who's actually uh, Hale? Veronica, like, yeah. who, who's Hale? So, who's was, Tessa so Thompson's hard character? Me. It was so hard for me to not be like, it's all Dolores. It's all Dolores. Uh, when... <laughs> That because I'm trying, I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm like, who the fuck is it? Because because it, it is someone you knew, but not someone you would expect. <laughs> I did not understand that once. It's like Dolores, and I'm like, no, it's not Dolores. Who is it actually though? And then the other one goes Dolores, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That was such and a like, good twist. Where it's like, yeah, like Maeve is like confronting the Japanese guy, and she's like, wait. You're not that guy, because I know that guy. Who are you? And it's like, it turns out to be Dolores. You're and like, just like oh. Bernard's, uh, the, what's his face that takes over, what's the chips from uh, Sons of Anarchy, and uh, the Irish guy that's like the, the body, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guard dude. And it's like, uh, I'm Dolores. And you're like, what the f? You just, and then like the man, of, they do it at three people simultaneously. They do it to Maeve with the uh, thing is. What was the Japanese guy's name again? Uh, I, I forget. Uh, I think it was Hayashi or something. I could be completely wrong. I don't want to butcher it, but um, it was made with him. And then it was Bernard with uh, with Chibs, like Irish dude uh, from Sons of Anarchy. That's honestly how I can remember him. And then you have William, aka the man in black, with Tessa Thompson's character, Hale. And it's just all three at the same time are like, yeah, it's me, Dolores. And all three people talk they're talking to is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it, what's crazy too, is just like, you didn't even bring out any of our people. It was just you. And it's like, who better to trust than yourself to do this type of job. And you're just like, wait, so is she for the hosts or not? Like, yeah. And isn't it like that-, that she said, like her plan is to like, she needs to make sure everything's safe before she brings everyone out. Or was yeah, that... she keeps saying that, but again, it's like the way she's acting. It's like it's really hard to believe her. Yeah, to the know? point where like Maeve, even uh, in one of the, I think it was the sixth episode, uh, she goes and gets like one of her remaining memories there. Yeah, like Sirak got like a copy of her or whatever, not like a current copy, but like an old copy of Dolores. And basically, Maeve is just like able to interrogate her and just be like okay, you are basically her. I mean, you've diverged a little bit since you're... Uh, yeah, she says, like, I'm di- I've diverged, like, from my original path and things are different, but, but I think I see, like, the same road. Yeah, but she could still, like, think like Dolores. Yes. And, like, I love, like, she's like, well, if I were me, I would make sure that there's no way that you would beat me. And, like, right there, um, the, what's her name, Tessa Thompson... Uh, one, she like she shows up to kill, um, oh god, the desperado guy. Oh, Hector. Yeah, which is well, crazy. That was yeah, because that was like permanently destroying that. Ca- like she just got him back. He was stuck in a loop. Yeah. in her mind, and she gets like the actual him, and like it sucks too because she's been trying to get him back this whole time and she couldn't. Yeah. And now he's just not even like, oh, I destroyed his body. It's like, no, I destroyed his entire existence, uh, like his robotic existence. It's gone. I literally crushed his brain into dust. And you watch it in her mind, like he just kind of just falls. And 
it's sad too because uh what's what's his face is in there still though um yeah the the writer yeah Man, I'm, so, I'm so bad with names. yeah it's been harder it's like game of thrones honestly in the beginning i couldn't remember any of the names in game of thrones and i like watched it again and i, I like figured it all out and then i read the books and it was easier but this time yeah it's it's harder because there's still so many characters so it's it's hard to remember everyone um but isn't it she was still making a second person we just haven't seen them yet yeah like so she asked Sirak for help and she was and getting like, her own crew yeah, and he's like, I can get you help. And I assumed it was just like, yeah, her old, like, uh, Hector and his group or whatever, but maybe it's other people. I thought it'd be crazy if one of them was Teddy, somehow. So I think either, I think they might, do you think they'd still do maybe like, uh, what's her face? Um, what was the female outlaw's name? The snake one? Yeah. I don't remember. They could, they could try to do her or... Um, yeah, or she might even do the writer. She could put the writer in since she was created. My only issue with that is like they they established that like for whatever reason when they tried to recreate a human psyche and put it in a body, it didn't last long. Oh, okay. So maybe they could make some exception that like, well, it's not a complete copy. It was just we we just tried to make uh, a character that acted like this guy so it's not entirely him but i don't know it, it would be hard to they'd have to have some way around that like issue otherwise the only only other thing would be i guess uh what if they did mave copies of herself that'd be interesting. maves versus dolores's I, I i also though I don't like that just because I did like having more different characters instead of just like the same one, but just, I guess, in different yeah. bodies. And it's like they already killed off the Chibs, Chibs Loris or whatever they were going to call him uh, once he did the suicide bomb stuff. So we still have the Japanese one and then we still are like the Yakuza like underground guy. And then um, Tessa or like what's left of the Tessa yeah, I'm what do they call him? Haloris. I think they call her Haloris. That also sucked so hard because like that was fucked up. Her family, the yeah, the guy and like the kid. Ah, that was sad. That, that poor kid. Yeah, she's like she basically was like I need to save them. Like they're part of my like. I just do, I what happened to the dog? Gonna, what happened to the pedo's dog? Uh, I wonder who she's gonna blame for that though, because like obviously that was Sirak that did the bombing because he did threatened to do that yeah or whatever but like she also was pleading with dolores to like not f make her do what she was like supposed to do because she knew it would possibly lead to her family dying so it's it would be very interesting to see one of the dolores clones like turn against the dolores prime i guess i mean because of this bernard did say like you know you won't be able to keep control of them or whatever i think Mm, yeah which speaking of bernard like uh i don't know for these few episodes you they kind of bernard and uh what's the security guy's name again oh, i forget <laughs> but they take a back seat for the most part and it's mainly yeah, he just kind of showed up at the end to save uh william and i was like how do you even find him <laughs> yeah that was that like, was, why? That was really, but before that like it was like them at that that uh that crazy club place or whatever like that high social uh place where 
they have like the fight and everything else and the people that uh, recognize yeah. them are like all high as hell <laughs> oh yeah that was super funny wow this is some really good shit i'm on because <laughs> she's watching the fight <laughs> wow that looks like my brother's dead like dead girlfriend <laughs> whatever and the i don't know it's like uh you have these characters and bernard's kind of taking the back seat so it's mainly honestly mave and dolores and her tessa thompson like hilloris like they in the behind the scenes are calling her hilloris because like hail dolores so mm. hilloris mave and dolores or like and aaron paul's character like the, the main ones that they talk about and then at a certain point they do like kind of like the origin of Sirak, and then Bernard, uh, they're like taking a back seat for the most part, and then they finally throw in William, and you learn he's not a host. Yeah. They, it's he's not a copy. This is the real him, and he was just in a very very fucked up place. And then they take him, and then you think he's better, and then it's also a ploy by Dolores to just fuck him up even worse than everything already was, and then he gets even worse mentally. To where he has to kill off his other selves to yeah, that was re uh, rebirth himself, I guess. Like he, I love the insinuation that like if it like that darkness was always there because like his young kid version like got into a fight with another kid and like broke his arm and knocked out a few teeth. Yeah, so over like a minor con like confrontation, he kills off his troubled youth self. He kills off his younger up-and-coming like, self like just still discovering everything the kind yeah the quote the quote good william yeah good william supposedly he kills off his man in the black like the man in black self his actual like park self when he's in the park as like yeah. man in black he kills off his philanthropic self he's like public persona yeah and uh, leaving just him of like i am just me now and he gets up and they're like, in the like that weird like hologram version I guess or like virtual version of his uh, stepfather or not his stepfather his father-in-law uh, was like what are you now and he's like I'm a hero I, I'm the yeah. hero because like I'm the good guy or something yeah like that. I'm, I was like what I'm the good guy because I'm necessary to what needs to be done now because yeah. he sees now he understands what Sirak is doing. I think, because when they were talking about what Strock was looking for, when he found out what Strock was looking for, he was like, oh, fuck, no. And then he found out what Dolores, I guess, she was in control and stuff. He was like, oh, wait, no, fuck, no. So I don't think he would ever join Strock, and I don't think he would ever help Dolores. And it's like, I just want to stop them from just, like, I just want to stop them. And it's like, well, who else wants to stop them? And then now you have Bernard rescuing him. So now he's teaming up with Bernard and stuff. And I don't know why, but that thought just got me so excited. I was just like, yo, I'm so ready for this. I still like, because honestly, I was on board. I've always been on board with the Man in Black, even though he's a very violent, somewhat evil person, depending on the time. Um, I was with him all the way up to the point where... Um, he kills his daughter. That was like where I was just like, "No, you yeah, fucking idiot!" That was so sad. That was so. That was that was depressing as all. That was that was probably the saddest part of the entire shit. Well, actually, no. Also, killing um, what's her name? Ellie, uh, Shannon Woodward's character. Oh uh, yeah, the, the tech that girl so that was with Bernard the whole time, and then yeah. she just gets killed by fucking Hale. Not Robo Halo, but like the first Hale. That that sucked yeah. ass. I hated that. 
I love too what gave away Hale was it was like, yeah, you turned out you were acting nicer than the original one because the original one never gave a shit about her kid, and now you do. <laughs> that was, that's very true. Yeah, that's. I think I missed that. Interesting. Yeah, because the whole thing the way you talk about him is like, yeah, you never spend time with your child or your husband or anything, or like your former husband. I'm not really. I think they were exes at that point, uh, or they were just separated. One of the two. But, yeah, it's like, I, I don't, she doesn't spend time with her family. She's just in it for work and just, like, furthering herself and her, her career. Like, it's, it's Im- like, it implied that she's a, the, the original Hale is a very selfish, uh, self-preservation person of just, like, she only looks out for herself and that's it. Not even her own family. She could give two shits about them. And then when uh, Dolores takes, uh, becomes Hale... Uh, that prompts a more caring version because she actually cares about her child. To, to, I mean, to a point where she literally like, s- like s- chokes a pedophile to death and then takes his dog by yeah. right conquest. Which, dude, what happened to that dog though? What, is the dog okay? Like, what, now the dog has no owners again. Like, what's going on with the dog? Like, that's this is one of those uh, few yeah. times I'm like, fuck, what's going on with the animal though, dude? Come on. Uh, but it's it's just crazy. So now we're at a point where. Sorak is hot on Dolores's tail. He's like eliminating, not necessarily eliminating all of her allies one by one. Like he's only really eliminated one technically because the other basically exploded on him on purpose. Um, but he's trying to eliminate her piece by piece. Uh, you have Dolores and Aaron Paul who now have just an open Pandora's box and the mis- the big mis- the biggest mystery right now is what is Dolores's end game what is she planning besides i guess i'm assuming she's just taking down this mega future ai um thinking robot of the f- that just determines everyone's lives um yeah. how is bernard going to you have bernard now like with the the um full on good guys that are literally just trying to stop all the bad shit from happening what are they going to do to stop Dolores? And then you have Maeve, who is against her will, having to stop Dolores. But now, after the death of Hector, the permanent death of Hector, she has full, just like personal vendetta to stop Dolores, if anything. Yeah. So. Plus, like, the one thing that I almost forgot about from the last episode, second to last episode, was uh, like at the very end when the uh rich like trust fund kid or whatever gets like shot and aaron paul's like trying to stop the bleeding or whatever like the last thing he says is like you did it or something like that like he seems to know aaron paul's character from somewhere somehow and like there's something more important about his past that he doesn't remember or something i really want to know what's what like that was all about because it really freaked out Aaron Paul's character. He was just like yelling at Dolores like, what does he mean? Like, how does he know me? What does he mean? Like, I'm, I want to know more about that, please. Yeah. I mean, it's like also, because wasn't it his whole story is like his best friend dies. Like they were both in the service together yeah. and he gets so like, like tortured and dies. Right. And that's just like yeah, kind of what fucks him up royally. Yeah. Supposedly he went off to war and... Like, his best friend died somehow. They do imply that it was either in some sort of torturing accident or, or he, uh, just captured and tortured. Uh, but they're not 100% clear. And, like, yeah, what if 
somehow Aaron Paul was forced to do it, and he just doesn't remember. That would be fucking insane. Yeah, that would be pretty insane. And why would the other guy know that? Yeah, because he's still... Oh, probably get the glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's... I don't know. Especially, he's, like, a trust fund guy, so, like, how the fuck would he know? Like, I don't... I don't yeah. even get it. But, yeah, it's... Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, there's so much mystery with, like, Aaron Paul's character is honestly really good. Like, it's really, yeah. he, he's a really great addition, especially with the the, the drop of so many characters, because we have the new characters that are honestly really just um, Aaron Paul's character and Ciroc. And then you just have a much more bare-bones crew of people. You don't have any more other, like, uh, you don't have the people that are making the robots helping Maeve anymore, the two guys... You don't have the full outlaw squad. You don't have people trying to survive like Ellie and stuff. You don't have... I think her name was Ellie. Yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was Ellie. Uh, you don't have other execs or big brain people like... Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, I forget the guy that... What was um, the guy that created the park's name? Oh, uh, uh, Ford? Yeah, you don't have Ford anymore. Um, just none of these characters. And then uh, you don't have the other host. You don't have Teddy. You don't have the uh, other... Um, I forget the other... Uh, the girls from the uh, the brothel. You don't have any more of the brothel girls. Like, they're just all gone. It's like, honestly, you probably only have a third or a quarter of the cast you had before. It's very bare bones. That's very true. I guess that's why this season seems a lot more focused than the last it's one. It's a lot more focused, but it feels much more fast-paced. So, like, Westworld Season 1 and Season 2 felt a lot more drawn out. I think, it, honestly, it was. Yeah, it felt a lot more drawn out. It was a lot more slow-paced. Like, you're getting things piece by piece. This is just, like, completely different pacing. Like, it's so much faster. So many things are happening at once because there's not many characters. So the focus is there. So you're not, like, kind of getting a piece of them from this time, and then you won't see them again for a while or something, and it's just, like, it just rolls through. This one's just, like, blast. Next part, next part, next part. Yeah, it's been crazy this whole season yeah. so far. Overall, though, like I said, great time. Um, just different is really just it. Much better than the second season, just much different than the first. All right, um... That is it for Westworld. And I would say, actually, that is it for this episode. Yeah, we just got over two hours yeah. on my recording, so that's good. Yeah, we're, we're done for today. Well, so we're, since we're done with the main uh, MonsterVerse watch-along, we won't really be talking about that anymore. Like, even if I watch Shin Godzilla, we've, talk, like, we've discussed it before. Maybe if you want to watch it again on your own, that's up to you. But otherwise... Um, It'll be more like, I guess, anything watched on our Monster Thursdays that my friends and I are going to do. That'll just be added to the list of stuff to talk about instead of just, like, putting on the front runner as, like, the flagship discussion feature. Uh, instead, now, like, future episodes are going to be back to, like, news, but not too much, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, to the point where, basically, we'll probably just... Uh, the main feature will be the next episode of Westworld, probably. So it'll be episode 7. Um, and so that'll be even shorter as well, because it's just one episode instead of three. So we'll talk about that, and then for sure, I th honestly think, James, we could finally get to 
our gaming and watching list of just like everything every game movie tv show obviously we'll probably only get through like a couple to i'd say like two to four each an episode depending on how things go and which ones we're talking about but we'll see uh yeah we'll see we'll, we'll see if we can catch up with stuff uh well, i will say too like i said uh, we've got i've got some things in the works for us so we'll see about doing some changes honestly it won't be like big changes for you guys if you're already listening we're just going to see if there's some i guess expansions we could try to make uh, in just terms of uh outreach uh just kind of reaching people and in terms of availability of like where we're available uh, we'll just see what we can do there um i don't want to promise anything but i'm just going to see i'm going to be researching of what we can do and just kind of what what can make us get out there more um besides that though of course uh, back to the regular notes if you want to send us a question i uh, will read it on the show and if your question whether it's like anything news or what we play a watch anything like that it doesn't even matter if it's the ask us about ourselves or something i don't know just ask us something that'd be cool <laughs> uh you can do that and the first question we get for that episode that we read out like the first one we read on the episode that person will get a code for a game i did sound design on called midnight ultra it would be a steam code for pc uh but you can either do that or you can leave us some uh, feedback positive or negative both of those all of that you can do by emailing us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com so email us either with a question or feedback whichever or both whatever you want to do honestly if you want to do that at all uh you can also follow the show on twitter at sutrasidetalk you can follow james on twitter at invaderjim124 you can follow me on twitter at gogocomzilla and if you can support us, so if you can either, depending on the platform, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, like it, subscribe to it, uh, give it a five-star review, any of that kind of stuff would really, <clears throat> God, my throat, uh, would really help us out. I'm just running out of breath, guys. I've just been talking a while. My throat's dry. Uh, that would, like I said, that would help us out. Uh, the best thing, of course, too, would be to share this. Uh, share this with friends, family, just anyone you know. Just get the word out there for our podcast. That would be awesome. Uh, share it on Twitter. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but besides that, uh, we appreciate all the support you guys can give us. And until the next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>